Hello, Michelle Laurie here. It's no secret that Australia's property market is out of control these days, but I, for one, can't seem to stop following along. I've become a bit obsessed with it, to be honest. What's up, what's down, and who on earth is paying those prices for those houses? So I want to personally recommend a podcast for you. It's called Real Property. It'll keep you across the latest information on the Australian property market in a clear and easy-to-digest way. Real Property, building a community of more informed property buyers. Take a listen wherever you get your podcasts. Life is full of what-ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard Fixed Indemnity Insurance Plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out-of-pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what-ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. The producers of this podcast recognise the traditional owners of the land on which it's recorded. They pay respect to the Aboriginal elders past, present and those emerging. First step is saying it out loud. I am struggling. And there is no shame in that. It's actually the strongest, most impressive, brave, fierce thing you can do is admit that you're struggling. Everything from there is much easier. That's M. Rosciano. She's indomitable. She's indefatigable. She's persistently, unflaggingly unsinkable. Or is it just that she has ADHD? I'm Michelle Laurie, and this is Calm Your Farm. Tips and tricks for taking care of you from the unlikeliest of gurus. Emeril Shiano was diagnosed with ADHD in the middle of COVID lockdown, and it's changed the way she sees the world. And you better believe it, bitches. Nobody does ADHD like Rosciano does ADHD. By lockdown three, I felt like my mental health was under assault. And then around December, I had a complete just I couldn't get out of bed. I, I couldn't bring myself to do the simplest tasks. I was exhausted even though I was doing nothing. So I popped myself off to the doctor and he listened to me talk. My doctor has known me my whole life. He delivered me, pulled me out of my mother's vision. Tony said to me, well, it could be early menopause. It could be ADHD. It could be anxiety. So I said, and I pulled him up and I said, look, it's been suggested many times over that I have ADHD, but I've never really invested in that. So he said, well, why don't we test you for everything? So we tested my hormones. They were normal. And I went and I saw a neural behavioral psychologist and I really have ADHD to the point of, I have it about as much as anyone can have it. If it was a competition, I would win. So lockdown brought out my ADHD symptoms to a point where I couldn't mask them with my busyness anymore. I couldn't blame it on being, you know, a person in the public eye, always on the go, tours, da-da-da. My symptoms were really chronic and things I realised I've been masking my whole life. So lockdown one, 2020 gave me like another chin, 
a better relationship with my kids and uh, ADHD. For the first time in my whole life, and I'm 42, um, I'm starting to understand myself and I'm a chronic perfectionist, type A, but messy, eldest child of immigrants. So all the things that contribute to my anxiety. I um, have a mind that never stops and it's I'm always looking around for things that might go wrong so that I can control the environment so that my anxiety doesn't fire off. Yeah, my whole life has just been this, this struggle to appear normal and I ferociously studied other people. I'm really weird. I'm a strange person who has... Who, thinks things that other people don't think. And I learned that very early on as a kid. The teacher would ask a question and all these answers would come back in that I would hear and go, no, I just was thinking that maybe a dragon should appear and then like a frog. And that frog should be able to have lasers shooting from its eyes. But the answer was just like a door on a house. And so I started, I I knew very early on that I'm a bit weird. So for me, this diagnosis coming out of lockdown has been just kind of a lot of grief. I cycle through grief and then I am glad that I've kind of learnt more about myself and understand why I don't work well in teams. I've had the same friends my whole life, why I'm not very good at making new friends, why I might come across as like a bit aloof or or a bit of a bitch sometimes. Like all these things that I've always just thought maybe I'm a rubbish person actually are symptoms of my ADHD. I exercise every day now because I have a deficit in dopamine and I know that dopamine comes naturally through exercise. So no matter what, no excuse, I lay my clothes out the night before and I get up and I go. And then I come home and I have a cold shower because cold showers increase dopamine. And they used to prescribe cold baths to women with hysteria back in the day or people who were, um, who were blue. They would tell people to have a tepid, a cold bath. And I've cut out everything with numbers in it, no additives, and I don't eat gluten and um, I'm on medication and I do once a week intense therapy with a clinical psychologist who specialises in ADHD. It's been a massive shift, huge. And I came off 2020 where I had this massive tour and a stand-up special and I gave birth and it was huge and I thought 2019 was huge and I thought 2020 was going to be this big catapult into a whole massive career and international performances and we had interest from America and everything. And then, um, but I was exhausted. I was just like, but then I was like, you gave birth, you did a tour. That's why you're tired. You've got three kids. And now I couldn't do those things because I've actually got perspective on how much I was kind of overreaching in life. So part of me is glad I didn't know I had ADHD because I don't think I would have achieved everything I've achieved. I didn't stop down ever once and celebrate a win. Never. I was on breakfast radio, I remember, one morning and we had like we had the best ratings that station had had in a long time. My tickets went on sale for the Opera House. We sold the Opera House out in 20 minutes. I'm the fastest selling artist to ever play the Opera House. The rest of the tour went, like I had, I was getting all this insane good news. And I just remember thinking, oh, it's not, it's not that big a deal. It's not that big a deal. Like if it's, if it's happened that easily, then it doesn't count because everything for me has always been super hard. Ironically, I called my autobiography Try Hard and my nickname in high school was Try Hard. And in Australia, obviously, that's the worst thing you can be called. But I fucking did Try Hard. I had to, to just be able to follow an instruction like 
can you do your times tables now, please? Took me 20 times the brain power took other kids. I'm learning to be a bit gentler with myself. I also have um, rejection sensitive dysphoria, which comes with ADHD. ADHD is really fun. Comes with a lot of stuff. And I, and I have a weird shame around the ADHD as well because it's, and I said that to my therapist, said it sounds really piss weak. And she said, well, only if you're in a pissing competition. And I said, oh, good one, Dr. Lisa. Because everyone that I know before I knew about it associated ADHD with six-year-old white boys bouncing off walls and don't drink red cordial, you know. But it's this chronic thing, this neurodiversity that is chronically underdiagnosed in women because they present differently to men. The big changes are not boundaries. The boundaries for me are things I've never had. Like I would, I would work at midnight. My phone was always, I was always writing things down, answering emails. I was um, holding myself to this standard that was just not sustainable. I think the thing to come from it is being gentler, also allowing myself to have emotions and not beating myself up for them. And also just explaining to people, I have no executive function, which means it's like an orchestra with no con conductor. So, um, while some people will go, this is my first priority. I have 10 first priorities and my brain struggles to know which one to go with first. Kind of goes with them all at once, like this big scattergun approach. Um, so I'm now learning to kind of do things step by step. I was obsessed with what people thought of me, trying to control the way they viewed me, but I ended up pissing off everyone anyway. So, yeah. <laughs> Basically, the only rule I put on everyone is to move each day, somehow move. So we just, we do that and we either do it together or um, the girls go out on their own. But um, that's been the big thing. And each night we sit together and pick something to watch, which is hard sometimes with a 19 and 14 year old. And so we all really love fantasy, but a lot of fantasy has like gratuitous sex scenes so we all had to like make a pact to not make eye contact during the sex scenes but then I can't help it because I'm like compulsive so like someone will get their tits out and I'll be like oh no there's sex coming everyone look away so I just like then I commentate the sex scene oh his hand shouldn't be there where's the intimacy coach so it's been a bit of that everyone has organized their space we all took it as an opportunity to um kind of reset mid-year because it's mid-year and we did that too. And everyone got on board with the reorganising of the space. So that's kind of what we've done. What brings me joy aside from being a mother? I don't know. And that's what I'm in the process of figuring out. I have contorted myself to be Radio M, TV M, Mum M, Daughter M, Friend M, Wife M. I don't know who M, I don't know who I am showing up for myself. And I think I'm in the process of that because I've never really understood myself and now I'm starting to because of this diagnosis. I'm able to strip away the symptoms from my actual soul and personality type. But on a superficial level, RuPaul's Drag Race brings me joy. Drag queens bring me joy. My best friend, Michael Lucas, is all the joy. My father, Vincey, people being passionate about stuff. I'm attracted to passion. I get so much joy out of watching nerds nerd out over their nerd topic. People always ask me, oh, who are your role models? Like what, what, what inspires you? 
No one person inspires me. Passion inspires me. So if there's a doco on a guy who loves tomatoes and his whole life's tomatoes and his house is shaped like a tomato and his kids are called tomato and like he just loves tomatoes, I'm in. I love him. He's my idol. He's my inspiration for the next day. If we allow the thoughts to rattle around in our head, they, they become big and it gets dark and a way to shine light into the dark places is to open up. It might be a friend. It could just be going to your GP. It feels insurmountable and overwhelming when you're in that pit. And taking that first step is like, it's exhausting. It's like, you know, when you want to try and learn how to run 5Ks and the first time you go out, you're you're like puffing and dead 100 metres up the road. And you're like, this is too much. But then in six weeks, you will be running that 5Ks. For more tips on taking care of you from the unlikeliest of gurus, including recipes for relaxing body products you can make at home, things to read and watch instead of scrolling through your phone, cheap, cheerful and calming gift ideas, go to calmyourfarm.com.au. We'd love to hear your ideas too. This has been another Smartfella production in conjunction with the Acast Creator Network. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.